Welcome. I'm Anastasia Glova, bringing you the Cato Daily Podcast. Full and edited versions of our podcasts are available on our website at www.cato.org. Justice Scalia delivered the majority opinion on Thursday in a case that questioned whether evidence obtained in a no-knock raid, where police do not announce themselves before breaking in, can be used later at trial. The 5-4 ruling in Hudson v. Michigan determined that this evidence is admissible in court. What does all this mean for Americans? Policy analyst Radley Balco explains. What was at stake in Hudson v. Michigan? Well, uh, over the last 25 years or so, there's been a really disturbing trend in domestic policing, and that is the overuse of SWAT teams and the overuse of no-knock raids. Since 1980, there's been about a 1,300% increase in the use of SWAT teams, most of which go toward executing these types of raids. In 1995, the court ruled that police have to knock and announce themselves before they go into somebody's home. That decision also gave police three huge exceptions that they could use. What this case basically said was that even when police don't meet the very low bar to fit into one of those exceptions, there's still going to be no sanction against the police for breaking the law. So what we're going to see is, I think, an even more pronounced increase in these types of raids. And consequently, we're going to see a more pronounced increase in the number of times these raids go wrong. Innocent people are raided and, in a lot of cases, injured or even killed. Why do police need to knock and announce themselves if they already have a warrant? Well, knock and announce is part of the castle doctrine, which is uh, a, has a long tradition in American law and in English common law. And the castle doctrine basically says that a man's home is his castle, a place where he can expect the state to defer to his, his status as a homeowner. Police need to knock and announce themselves for a lot of reasons, both for the, their own protection and for the protection of the homeowner. When police kick a door down in the middle of the night... Even if they have the right person, they're inviting confrontation. Um, Your natural reaction is to lash out when someone invades your personal property, particularly if they wake you up when they're doing it. You know, and when we're talking about innocent people, uh, I think that problem just gets a lot more frightening. I think people need to ask themselves, you know, what would you do if you were asleep and your kids were in the next room and you hear an explosion and and wake to uh, the sight of armed men in black invading your home. The question I think a lot of people need to ask also is if you do fire and you're an innocent person and you shoot a police officer, you know, who's to blame for that uh, if they had the wrong address? But I can see how knocking and announcing before raiding a home could compromise the safety of all involved. What if the police are dealing with a hostage situation or a terrorist? Nobody's saying that we need to get rid of no-knock raids altogether. I support the use of SWAT teams and no-knock raids when we're talking about situations where someone else's life is in direct peril. So hostage situations, you know, bank robberies, terrorist situations, school shootings. But the vast majority of these raids are conducted against drug offenders, and the vast majority of those against nonviolent drug offenders. So what we're talking about is kicking down the doors of people who don't represent an imminent threat, but rather are breaking the drug laws. And I think in that case, you're not diffusing a violent situation, you're causing one. Do victims of wrongful raids have any legal recourse? Not really. You know, this case has basically determined that the exclusionary rule doesn't apply. Um, so that legal recourse has been taken out. You know, the majority in this case said that there are other avenues civilians can take if they've been wrongly raided. And one suggestion was the ability to sue the police officers to conduct the raid. Uh, unfortunately, the state of Michigan, in its own brief uh, in that case, as well as the United States, the Justice Department, which filed its own amicus brief, both conceded that they couldn't come up with a single time that a civilian has successfully sued a law enforcement officer for a, an illegal no-knock raid. 
Even when somebody is wrongly killed or injured in these raids, it's really rare to get any significant amount of damages. And it's even rarer for police to be held accountable when, for instance, they enter the wrong home by mistake and shoot someone by mistake. Police mistakes are almost always forgiven by prosecutors. Civilian mistakes, on the other hand, when the wrong, uh, the subject of a wrongful raid fires back, from my research, there's about a one in two chance that they can expect to see jail time. So there's this disparity. Not only is there no legal recourse, I think civilians are actually put in a bind in these situations. Justice Scalia claims that over the last 50 years, we've seen, and, and I quote, increasing professionalism of police forces, including a new emphasis on internal discipline that automatically curbs civil rights violations. Do you disagree? I couldn't disagree more. I'm not sure where Justice Scalia, what he's basing that on. But, you know, over the last 25, 30 years, our uh, jurisprudence on these issues has carved out what a lot of people have called the drug war exception uh, to the Bill of Rights. Police officers are They are better trained, but they're better trained at paramilitary tactics, and they're better trained at taking over houses using urban warfare tactics. They're certainly not better trained at protecting, observing and protecting our constitutional rights. There's case after case after case of police corruption, police cover-ups, police, you know, abusing uh, the system to get a conviction in drug cases. I don't know what world Justice Scalia is living in where he can make an assertion like that, but I think all the evidence points to the fact that since the the drug war has been ratcheted up in the early 1980s, there has been a really, really frightening disregard for civil liberties on the part of domestic police. This has been Cato Daily Podcast. Thank you for listening.